Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. Today we're going to look at something that will help you become more understanding, more compassionate, more loving towards yourself. We're going to look at how narcissists actually train you to comply. And that way you can actually start looking at how you need to untrain yourself so you can get back to happiness, joy, peace, all the things that you're really looking for. So look, so the, the most important thing to come to terms with is that there will be a point where you realize that this is a bad relationship and you can't believe that you've allowed yourself to get into this scenario. Because most people that have been in toxic relationships you're actually a strong person. You're actually someone that can tolerate a lot. Um, You're someone that's probably doing really well before you met the narcissist. You're someone that's got a lot of potential. But actually, you can't believe that you're in this scenario because it, it doesn't make sense given who you are. But Unfortunately, we we need to realize that actually, wow, this has been bad for a long time. And even though you might realize that actually this isn't right for you anymore, it's not like a switch. We can't just flip a switch and say, that's it, I'm done. I need to be out of this and this is not for me anymore. You know, you can get to that space logically Yeah, so there's two parts to this. You can actually understand logically this is no good and you wake up and you suddenly realise that this is no good. But, or it might be a gradual thing where you realise over time, the more research that you've done, logic will kick in. But unfortunately, even though the logic is kicked in, there's another part that you need to allow to catch up to that logic. That's your body that's your emotions, that's your subconscious programming. There's there's so much more than needs to catch up with your logic. And so in an ideal world, if you know something's wrong, you want to be able to say, I'm not allowing this person to treat me this way anymore. I'm going to go, I'm going to move forward. And that's why it's really a lot easier to leave healthy relationships Because to be honest, you don't have all those things, those subconscious programming, or your body needs to catch up. It's like everything is aligned, and then you suddenly realize logically that this isn't right for you, and you can make that move. It's emotional, it's hard, but it's it's easier to leave a healthy relationship. Unfortunately, with a toxic relationship, there's a lot more work to be done you do realize that someone has been treating you badly and they have been disrespecting you but you we don't leave you know live in that ideal world where we can just make that decision and just wish that it all goes away and it's gone and i know that there's times where you feel like 
oh, I just wish this pain would just go away. This whole situation would just go away. The best way you need to describe, like imagine what's happened so you can come to terms with it and be really understanding and loving towards yourself is picture this as an erosion that's been happening to you while you've been in a toxic relationship over time. So if you see yourself as like you were in color, you were bright, you were beautiful, you were amazing, this bright light, when you met the narcissist and you were confident and you had lots of going for you, you probably knew who you were at that point, or you probably thought you knew who you were and you were inspired to actually achieve things. And then imagine yourself gradually over time, that light, that color, that everything diminishing. You know, things changed in that relationship and you have to come to terms with that, things have changed, that you've been trained to think in a certain way. You know, you might still see yourself as the same person that you were as in the narcissistic relationship, but you have been trained to behave and respond in in ways that you never used to. You know, if you have this ongoing relationship with a narcissist, and really a relationship is is probably not the appropriate word, to be honest. It's, um, you know, it's a relationship is one that you, you're two, two people together. Really, you're engaging or you're around the narcissist in, in an ongoing way. And what they're doing is trying to train you to be a certain way. And they're trying to train you to meet their needs. So you can see that you are this person. And in the time that you've been with a narcissist or the toxic person, they have been actively and proactively training you to meet their needs in a particular way. And they want you, they want to break you down so that they can have their needs met by seeing you broken down. And I really, let's break this down for us. Yeah, we really want to break this down and really get into the nitty gritty so you get a real understanding of this. Let's look at how we function as human beings so you can really come to terms with this. And I'm talking about human beings that have empathy and you have empathy. So we have to understand that one of the defining features of narcissism is control. And the way that they want to get power and control over somebody is through manipulation. Something that we are going to have to understand is manipulation. We need to understand that you have empathy. And there's a big difference between you and the narcissist because they don't have empathy. We all have the ability to manipulate other people, but you have empathy and they don't. We need to understand the mechanics of manipulation because narcissists are experts in manipulation. They need to be experts in manipulation to get power and control over other people. So they're out trying to manipulate you all the time. They're not really interested in having relationships, hence why relationships isn't really the right word when you're with or around narcissists. They're trying whatever they can do to maintain control over you, to be in the control position, to be in a position where they can get you to feed their self-absorbed ego at all times. 
So look, that is one step. Now we need to look at, at the heart of healing, we now need to learn how to speak to ourselves properly. Because someone has been speaking to ourselves and changing the way we speak to ourselves in order to manipulate us. So we have to learn how to be in control of ourselves moving forward. And I'm really, really excited to share this with you because the first thing we need to understand in order to reprogram ourselves, because we have been manipulated by the toxic person and it's not unusual to be manipulated. So please don't think you're a bad person because you've been manipulated or you're naive because you've been manipulated. Who isn't manipulated? We live in a society where we're sold things all the time. You can turn your TV on, Netflix on, whatever it is. People are trying to get something across all the time. They're trying to sell us, you know, sell us this idea that if you have a certain bag or a pair of shoes or if you have drive a certain car, that you will feel better about yourself. Everybody is being manipulated to some degree all the time. We're all programmed to some degree. All that it is, is that we've had someone that is narcissistic who programmed us and manipulated us, and we didn't realize they didn't have empathy. So we allowed it to happen. We just didn't realize. And that's understandable, isn't it? Because we live, if we have empathy, we're expecting other human beings to have empathy. So let's understand that we, first and foremost, all have a subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is 95 to 97% in control. And it is susceptible to being programmed. The more you hear certain things, the more we will get manipulated. This is how we get manipulated, right? We're all programmed from naught to seven, Um, when we were babies to about seven years old, quite well in terms of how we were programmed. So this is one of the first things that I had to fully understand for myself, that I had to allow myself to go from being in toxic relationships, uh, where we're maybe programmed in society to be in a certain way, depending on how you've grown up. Maybe you were programmed to be a good person, to not be selfish, to you know, be understanding, to be compassionate, to help others. So you might have been programmed to believe that actually being a good, kind person is the right way of being. So that's okay, isn't it? <laughs> so to what in order to transition from being in a toxic relationship means that we have to heal the programming that has happened in the relationship. You see, without that, we learn to live with that programming as if that is the new you, you know, and and once I understood this, once I got to grips with, okay, I remember who I was before this toxic relationship, and now I feel different. Um, I don't feel like myself, and I don't know how to get out of this, so I feel like myself again. Once I was able to accept that actually during that period of time, this person was proactively trying to reprogram me to actually manipulate me so that I meet their needs. Once I understood this, I was like, okay, I can heal, you know, because I can undo that. It's possible to undo that. So there's three main parts to healing this. 
So let's get started with this. Initially, you'll notice that when we do anything, it begins with a thought. So think back to what you were like before the toxic relationship. You might have had a thought that, you know, I want to start a business or I want to get the next promotion or I want to... um, you know, have a loving relationship, I want to have children, or I want that home, or I want this, you know, you had desires, and you were inspired to actually achieve that, you were motivated, you wanted good things in your life. So it always begins with a thought. And then something happens, you know, you you know, where you, you might have done the same thing in the toxic relationship. And then the narcissist turned around and said to you, you know, maybe you went for a job um, interview or something. Yeah, go for it, you know. But, you know, on the side, they're putting you down. They're saying things like, you know, you're not very good or that that company that you work for, that industry that you work for is rubbish. All those people that you, you know, you work with in your company are really bad people. You know, they diminish you, demean you for the kind of career that you have. And they do that over time in front of other people. They mock you. They degrade you. They put you down. Or they say things like, oh, it's really hard to get a job right now. It's really hard you know, it's a recession, the economy is going through a downturn, you really don't want to be spending money, you know, you know, they make you fearful of not having money, they make you fearful of investing in yourself, they make you fearful of actually feeling like I'm worthy of even investing in. So think back how you were, you probably were up for trying to invest in yourself and do things. But now all of a sudden, You don't even want to invest in yourself because you're thinking, well, it's not going to work for me. You know, what if it doesn't work for me? Because I'm I'm so damaged. There's something wrong with me. And this is all subconscious. So what they do is they feed you. Sometimes there's things in the news that they're just feeding you all the time. And we listen to this. So we, we listen to this and that's a thought or you might have heard this. And if you've heard things like you can't do anything right or you're silly or all you care about is work or you're selfish, that is something that's coming in. It's like a stimuli that we're presented with from the narcissist. Now, it could be that you don't actually hold that belief to be true. But over time, you're finding that you don't believe in yourself and trust in yourself as much as you used to. Here is where it really gets interesting. And this is so important for you to understand. When you have a thought that is met with an emotion or feeling and you combine it, it becomes a belief. Even if it's subconscious and you're not aware of it. Yeah, so this is what's happening when we're in that kind of environment. So I want you to really take a moment to reflect on this. When have you, what was the main things that the narcissist was saying to you over and over again that made you feel bad, that made you feel fearful? If you need to pause this, then go ahead and do it and then just do a list of all the things they used to do say to you that made you feel bad. Then look at those and know that they are in your subconscious as beliefs. 
And then I want you to look at where you are right now and think, okay, where do I want to get to? And can you see how these beliefs that maybe are in your subconscious are holding you back from actually moving forward and actually helping you grow? Let's say they have told you you're not good enough. It might not be those exact words, but they make you feel that way. See, the feeling and the thought. Then you will start to believe, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough to do this. I can't go for that job. I'm just going to stay comfortable. I don't want to push myself. It's too risky to start something new. It's too risky to grow. The problem with that is that if you feel fearful about moving forward and doing anything new, you're actually afraid of living. Because life is about doing new things. Life is about you evolving. Life is nature grows. Look at any plant. Look at anything around you. Nature is all about growing. You are nature. You're you're amazing um, in terms of representing what nature is. All the great things are within you in terms of nature. And if you're very, very afraid of getting things wrong, that you'll stop doing something, you're going to start to procrastinate. You're going to start just to hold yourself back. You're going to start firefighting rather than actually moving forward. You know, you've got to, if you stop investing in yourself because you think it's too risky, it's the emotion of fear that has increased in your life. Think about the saying, walking on eggshells. That is you being programmed to feel fear and live in fear every day, all the time. So it's normal for you to feel like a a little bit of fear every time you're thinking about moving forward. You will start to believe that it's not possible for you to move forward or you're not good enough. There's going to be bits of fear. You see, our nervous system can't tell what's can't tell between what's imagined and what's real so if you feel deep down inside of you something it gets locked into your nervous system so you really start to believe and accept this to be real so even though we're going full circle now and you you understand why I'm taking you around like this is that even though you might realize that this relationship is no good, your body, your nervous system can't, is, it hasn't caught up to the logic. So we really need to accept that subconscious, your subconscious, your body, your, your trauma, your whole entire being needs to catch up to the fact that this isn't okay for you. And that's where the healing needs to be. So you have to accept that the reality of things have changed. They have changed your nervous system. They've changed the way you believe, your belief systems. And you just got a bit of work to do on that. Even if you consciously know this is no good, you, you have been identified with a new way of being. You're starting to believe that you're someone different that you used to be. Not because you actually are is that it's because you believe you you've your belief systems have changed now this is the best thing about belief systems you can change your belief systems you know as long as you can identify them 
and become aware that things have changed, that you have some limiting beliefs now that you are operating from because the narcissist has planted them there over time. But they, you have the potential to change those. So you can look at your thoughts and your emotions and look at how have I been programmed? Basically, their approach is to say with any thought is to, is that they're saying to you, I have my needs and it's your job to comply with me. They may at times let you think, oh, yes, you, you know, I am I'm willing to compromise with you. I'm going to go with the flow with you. But ultimately, what they are going to do is manipulate you so that you can always be compliant to what they need. Your needs don't matter. They need to. And there's certain predictable tactics that they use to keep you in line um, so that you keep giving them supply that they need. Sometimes they pretend to be your friend, you know, and they can do it really quick where they pretend to be your friend and they make you feel at ease and then they attack. You know, they make you, they sort of draw you back in and then they attack you. But unfortunately, it's it always is too good to be true because deep down inside, you're a good human being and all you want is to have, you know, a decent relationship. But the long in the long run, the narcissist isn't in, interested at all about having a amicable relationship or anything good. They are after control. And one of the Betty technique can be a way of just pulling you into their orbit. The second tactic they can use is that they can offer you intellectual empathy. They know intellectually how, what to say, and they've worked out intellectually that something is important to you. And they can see something is really bothering you. So then they can say, okay, intellectually, I can say all the right things to make it sound like I understand you, but so that you feel connected to them as another human being. But it's just intellectual empathy. What they will you will think is, wow, they're such a nice person. They really think of me like, you know, they'll go out and get you a loaf of bread without you asking or something like that. But it's all empty. It's just so that they, it's all empty promises. They might apologize for abuse sometimes, but then the abuse continues. That means they've given you intellectual empathy, you know, that all they, they've cried during that time, but the empathy they're feeling and the pain they're feeling is for themselves. Yeah, the pain that they're feeling. You see, when someone really feels empathy for another person, they change because they see a new perspective. They go into and see your perspective. They So empathy is actually allowing ourselves to actually connect with another human being and create understanding with them. Then once we experience that within our body and feel for that, it changes us. So if the person is saying that they're gonna change and they all look like they change, but actually they don't change, that means they haven't really got that empathy. They haven't changed because they didn't experience a new perspective. It's impossible for you to experience that new perspective and not change, you know. So that's that's something to be aware of. The third tactic that narcissists can commonly use is that they say, I've got this, 
I've done this for you. Now you own me. You owe me. (laughs) I own you because I did this for you. Sometimes it can be pleasant and friendly. Other times it's control. Like they could say like, oh, you ask them to help them find a car or something. And then they're like, because they tell you that they've saved you money and now they owe you, you owe them everything, you know, for that. I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, They will use whatever they can to say, yeah, you owe me. The fourth tactic they can often use is they will appeal to your loyalty and your guilt. Yeah. So they'll say things like, I thought you were going to, we were going to be on the same team. You know, we were going to do some, or I, you don't love me enough. Yeah. So that's like, you're not being loyal to me and they make you feel guilty. Or they say to you something like, um, you know, you always want to, you've always want to get something, you know, or you're not grateful. You're just not grateful. You know, you might have been logical and said, well, you know, actually, we still need to look at other things. And then they're just like, you're not grateful. All that, or, and they're what, what they're wanting to do is create some sort of emotional kind of response in you to say, yes, I'm obliged to do this. They want you to eliminate logic, basically. They want to appeal to all emotions of guilt. Guilt and shame is a huge thing that they use. And fear, daily fear. You know, if you're not living in fear, it's no good for the narcissist. They need to cultivate that emotion in you all the time and guilt and fear as well. So that gets wired into your nervous system. So you can see now when you're healing from narcissistic abuse, you know, it's like seeing someone has come into your house and worn out your house. The house is, a, you know, see yourself as a house that has a good solid structure, all, it, all you are good, but you need to rewire the electrics, you have to redecorate so you feel good, it feels homely again. You've got to feel good, feel like home, feel like you. So you do have to rewire your nervous system, your electrics in the house, and you do need to do some decorating. But in essence, you're all okay. The fifth tactic that they use is words like are demeaning, disrespectful, like things like seriously, where did you come up with that? Demeaning, where did you come up with that? You know, where, whose ideas are those? You, you've got the most silliest ideas. Or why are you doing things in that way? Questioning you as if you're mad because you went to the supermarket to get bread and milk. I mean, like, you know, I, aren't you ridiculous for doing that? Or don't you know the sky is green? Seriously, what kind of crazy thinking have you got? You know, and it's that kind of thing. They're just totally unreasonable. Six is they have rules that they can do, but it's different for you. You Different rules for you, different rules for them. Obviously, they, they can do anything. You know, you don't, ha- you don't know what you're talking about, do you? That's not what I said. They, that's another one. It's like they will tell you that you, um, they have a memory that is amazing and your t- memory is so terrible. Um, and that's not what I mean. You got your facts wrong. And they repeat this over and over again, which is so important to a narcissist because they have to continue to gaslight you. They have to get you to believe that your memory is terrible because all they're doing is whittling away your sense of well-being. They tell you, oh, you don't remember. You don't remember anything. Because what they're doing is they're trying to imply that you have no... 
um, sense of well-being. That's the other thing they do. They get rid of your sense of dignity, implying that you, you, you know, I used to have a good opinion of you, but now I'm beginning to waver about that. And then you're clinging on and hoping and complying so that you try and get back to the old way of being. You know, um, I don't think you're bringing a lot to the equation or whatever it is. So they're still manipulating you. Number seven is they can start using threats. This is, this is. I'm sure you've probably been through this. They're loud. They're abusive. They're or they're stonewalling. They're making your life a misery. Um, and then finally, they will just come along and um, you know be harsh, critical, insulting, name-calling, rage, dis- just despicable stuff that, you know, disrespect you um, wherever they can, you know. So there's so much shame and guilt for being called that and it's overbearing, it's intimidating. And you get to the point where you think it's not worth it for me to carry on this way. And the result is that you comply. So this is all happening over time. And that's why narcissists want you to do that. So this is why they use lots of different kind of tactics. They're trying to train you to say, you know, you just drop it, whatever you want, and you need to do what I want. And that's what you, you can't recognize that you're in the wrong relationship and just walk away. Because you've got to understand that your nervous system has changed. It's been trained to do things in a different way. Your subconscious beliefs have changed as well. So it's so hard for people to get their heads around that you're not the same person that you used to be, but you can change that. You can change the way. You are still you, but you might have the expectation that you're just going to bounce back to how you were. And you can just leave and walk away and time will just heal. No, it's like the house scenario. If you don't actually go in and do the rewiring and redecorate, it's not just going to happen by time. You know, it doesn't work that way because our nervous system, our body needs to catch up with the decision that you've made, the new way of being. And you, you can know everything logically but your body needs to catch up. Your nervous system catch, needs to catch up. Your emotions need to catch up. Otherwise, the trauma stays alive in your body. And, you know, ultimately, people start treating us badly. We don't ask to be in a toxic relationship. We don't ask for people to go around and manipulate us. So don't worry that you have allowed this person to do that. No, we do not allow this to happen to us so that someone could crash us down and break us up into a million pieces and feel broken. We didn't ask for it. We asked for love. We asked for happiness. We wanted peace and love in our life. We didn't ask for pain. This gradual degradation of who you are, your self-worth of who you are has been stripped away bit by bit. When you recognize that, you're starting to regain your power. You have access to be powerful again. You've just got to let, take the time for it to sink in and say, you're going to be someone. You're going to be successful. You're going to be spirited. You're going to get what you want out of life. And that is why you're interested to heal. And that's why the narcissist was interested in you in the first place, because you had it all going for you. But they trained you over a long period of time. You've been trained to question yourself and it's about facing up to that. There's nothing wrong with you. You've just been stripped away from you this whole time. 
and you can change it. And you can get the help you want to take control of your life moving forward. And if you want to do this, I do have a new offer available and I'm going to put it into the resources section. So please do look at that. It's a new program. It's 21 days called Reclaim Your Power, where you can learn some tools of calming your nervous system, of starting the process of rewiring so you can step into your power. If you have a trauma bond, this will help you. If you're struggling with anxiety or trauma or your procrastination, this will help you. It's 21 days with me every day where we look at your emotions, your thoughts, so we break that down, and we connect with your power again. It's an early bird offer on the program, so it's only for a limited time early. only if you're interested and you're struggling right now. Look into the resources section and I'll look forward to working with you and supporting you. But lastly, no matter what happens, love and understanding towards yourself is really vital. You can start doing that now. If something goes wrong, be loving to yourself. Treat yourself with love and care. Take care. What would you do for a good friend if when rebuilding a home? Wouldn't you take care and try and help it, help them? It's not your fault. It's about giving yourself the time to be loving so that you can create a new way of being for yourself where you feel peaceful and calm. So no matter what happens, be kind and loving to yourself because love is the greatest healer. And you can undo all of this. So have a look in the resources section. Until next time, sending you so much love.